You are now listening to the Diet Doc Movement Podcast. A show all about macros, mindset, and movement hosted by us, Alexa Miller and Meredith River. Hey, everybody. You have got Meredith and Alexa back on the mic today, and we actually have a full house on lots of different microphones for today's podcast episode. There are five of us here and we are so excited to team up with another group of powerful women that are here to share their message about their company and brand and the Mint Project. So ladies, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, we are so excited to be here. Thank you for having us. So I would love for, and I don't know who wants to take it away first, but a, just to introduce who you are. Um, I know we've got a lot of moms in the house too. So I think that'll resonate with a lot of our listeners, but who you are and then how the Mint Project came to be and, and your message that you're trying to spread. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're the Mint Project. Uh, I'm Jess and then we have Kara and Betsy and we are in three different time zones, but we make it work. Um, we all met, we are all moms and we are also all gym owners, which is how we met. Uh, we met through another mentoring program for gym owners called Active Life Professional. And so um, it was actually Betsy who kind of had the idea to bring us all together. Kara has um, a depth and major background in um, postpartum exercise. She has her master's degree as well as training women. Um, I'm also certified in postpartum and pregnancy exercise, as well as getting my uh, precision nutrition certification right now. So that is how we all came together. Um, just realizing that there is not enough information for moms out there for fitness and through their pregnancy and early postpartum. Um, and the information that is out there is just really confusing. So we wanted to come together and just put, so I, yeah, like Jess said, we we met with Active Life and all had similar interests in it, but kind of different roles and and ways that we needed it to be out there. We're all gym owners, so we all obviously saw clientele that needed it a lot, but didn't have the ability to clone ourselves, especially Kara said that one time that she couldn't just clone herself. And I wanted more Kara's in my gym to be able to coach my clients as the gym owner. You can't always do everything, obviously. So we just saw the value from active life of teaching coaches how to be better and figured this was a, a huge area where coaches would need that. Like Jess said, I, I have a background educationally in um, uh, training and coaching, and I had gotten my bachelor's in exercise and wellness, and I had been training for a couple of years. And, um, you know, you know, you don't know everything, but figured I knew a lot of things and then one day one of my clients was like I'm pregnant was like that's exciting and then I was like oh no I have no idea I don't know what to do with you um and so I started to learn a little bit and then I got pregnant a little bit later and I was like okay now this is more personal for me and I actually I've said this before but I was a little bit annoyed and mad because I was like wait I've done four years of higher level education for fitness and not once did we go over, I mean, maybe there was one paragraph in one of my certifications about how to work with pregnant women, not even postpartum. Um, and so that really bugged me because I was like, this could potentially happen to at least 50% of the population. You know, we should be, coaches should have more knowledge in this area. So I started learning a lot more about it. And then um, when I got my master's degree, I got it in sports conditioning and performance. I did my thesis study on 
uh, return to activity postpartum. So I was able to learn a lot more there with all that stuff and the other education I was doing. I put together a postpartum return to activity program, took Betsy through that. I'm vulnerable. It's very hard. There's a lot of unknowns. If you have someone that can take you through that and not just, okay, just get back to exercise, that can be really daunting. So that's why we created this program, like Betsy said, to create more professional coaches who can work with this population. All over the world, but definitely even in our Lima area too. So you guys rock. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. There's so like so much to unpack there too, because well, like you guys, a lot of what we focus on is mindset. So for someone like you and us who are super like into working out and exercise, um, I was told the same thing. I had some complications like early on in my pregnancy And the doctor was kind of like, well, just walk, you know, and again, for women who are super fit and active to be told that you shouldn't be exercising, it's really hard on the, from the mindset perspective, um, to then know what to do. And so, yeah. And our, our other mission is to work with doctors and, um, OBs so that we can have a collaborative relationship because we are not. Uh, it's not our scope to do what they do. And similarly, they are not trained in fitness. So working together so that we can help women actually do fitness that is safe is one of our other huge goals to just keep building relationships with doctors like that. So that we can keep spreading the word that yes, it is. There is finally research coming out like to say that exercise is safe um, and actually really good for you while pregnant, but it's really sad that it's 2022 and we're finally (laughs) spreading that word where would you say like the biggest disconnect is from at least in in my experience as a trainer kind of the same thing even with your higher level of education care like we have a chapter or I mean maybe a chapter on pre and postnatal training and I feel like the cardinal rule that we took away at least for my personal training certification was if you're doing it before you got pregnant you can continue to do it which kind of a soft general guideline. Yeah. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, holy moly. Like, that, like really? that is too big. Yeah. That is way yeah. too big. So how can that one statement be transitioned or altered to the coaches out there that are working with prenatal women? And, and what does that really mean? Especially for people who aren't well-versed in their own bodies and exercise yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there too. And I think uh, just the beginning statement that you made, there's not you know, we don't learn a lot about it in school. Um, I noticed when I was doing my thesis, there's just not a lot of studies out there. It's really hard to conduct a study in the first place. You have to get all these different things, requirements passed off to make sure that you're not harming people, even like emotionally or mentally or stuff like that. Um, I just did a, a survey for mine, like a questionnaire. And I had to just explain that, you know, if anyone started to feel like, emotionally overburdened or it was too much and they could remove themselves from the questionnaire. So it's just very, it's hard to run studies on pregnant women because it's such a vulnerable time and, you know, no one wants to do something wrong there. And then similarly, there's just not enough uh, studies and research out there on postpartum women. So I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes with like the educational part, but there are a lot more things coming out. And yeah, hearing from your doctor it's either just do what you've always done or stop. You know, those are two like huge pendulum swings. First of all, does your doctor even know what you're doing? Do they know that you're like, 
running, you know, six miles a day, or you're doing snatching in the gym, which if you're hitting your belt, you know, if you're making contact with the bar, that's pretty much right when your baby's growing. Are you doing lots of pull-ups and stuff, which can put a lot of pressure on your core? So I think for trainers, the most important thing is to know is, okay, what are the changes that are happening in the women's body? And how can we get them similar, similar stimulus for things that they want to work on without compromising the structures that are already having a lot of uh, pressure put on them? The pelvic floor, the core, even we talk a lot, and this has already been mentioned, about your mental state um, and just kind of adjusting your mindset as well. That's a huge thing. So yeah, for trainers, there's just basic level of knowledge that you have to have like what is the woman's body going through what's your client you know what's going to get in the way when her belly starts to get bigger or should she be doing this should she not be doing this and then it's kind of like it's not don't do this do this it's every person just like with any training client is an individual is different their goals are different and then you just go from there yeah and one thing we always teach people is asking yourself can I versus should I so can I do a ton of pull-ups when I'm pregnant? Probably, but should I do that? It's, I'm probably putting a ton of pressure, like Kara said, on my core and pelvic floor. And so it's just like also training trainers to kind of work with women on that mindset as well. So I know, especially like if you're teaching yourself as you go, which is where I was, um, I want to be badass like them and I can do these. So I'm going to do it too. And everybody's going to be so impressed. And especially as a trainer or gym owner, like everybody's eyes are on you and you're kind of the example. So then when it comes to not being able to do those things or them, not just, if it just doesn't feel right, regardless of what somebody else did, when it didn't feel right, even though this other girl on Instagram was doing it, that's a huge blow mentally. Like Mm -hmm. it, it made me really not enjoy pregnancy and feel a lot of doubt within myself. And like that rabbit hole goes on forever. So I think trainers being able to, but I do feel like pre and postnatal and even just women in general are like then lumped into this massive group. It's like, wait, there's, there's, there's niches. And, and just in that group alone, we're talking 50% of the population. And then however many of those women are are conceiving and, and, and working out while pregnant, those people too still need to be looked at as individuals, not as, oh, you went from the individual client I was working with to now you're a pregnant woman. So let me just follow the pregnant woman guidelines. So true. So true. Another thing too, I think is, is after you've had the baby, it's that window of time that is another confusing. And Mm -hmm. Betsy, what you said, just about comparing yourself to other women of, when, when is the right time to go back? And what do I do when I go back? You know, I, with all three of my, my babies, I took like the full six weeks off, you know, and I would walk and things like that, but I just felt for me with my sleep and with everything else that was for me versus I know some people who are back in the gym working out, you know, two or three weeks later and doing some crazy stuff. But I think that's another thing too. And it is case by case for sure. But I think that's really another thing that's just kind of confusing. What, what is just your general advice for those people? Oh, hello. Sorry. We have a Aww. Speaking Hi. of babies, real life <laughs> yeah. around here. Yep. Mom life. That's how all of our meetings go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kara, you want to take that one? Yeah. So you, you're right. The postpartum period too, I feel like it's almost harder because now you're like, okay, now 
now this baby is out and I'm trying to figure out life with a new child, you know, (laughs) helping this human to survive while you yourself are trying to survive. But also I want to get fit again. I want to do the things that I love. I want to feel like myself again. There's all this personal pressure that we put on ourselves as well as comparison thing again, which is just a huge factor with any stage. Um, So with that, I think, first of all, finding a gym or finding a group of people or a coach that understands this phase, this period of your life, and just is there to support you and, you know, talk about you, talk to you about your goals and stuff like that. So the six phase postpartum program that we've developed and it's almost ready. It's, it's ready. We're just editing it. (laughs) Videos wise, we're going to release it soon, but this is a program that we put together and it's built out in phases. So there's six different phases and phase one, you can take as long as you want in phase one. Phase one is very foundational. It's breathing, it's standing while breathing, laying down while breathing, maybe moving your arm while breathing, you know, things like that. It's very foundational. But if you if you need to or want to do that for two or three weeks, it's a phase. Use that as a phase. And we decided to build it into phases instead of weeks. So that women aren't thinking, okay, well, I finished week one. I guess I got to move on to week two, even yeah. if maybe they're not ready for week two. Or if they need to spend more time in phase four, they can do that. And then for each woman, it's really an individual timeline. It's not, well, this girl finished the six weeks in six weeks, so I have to do that. Or it says six weeks, so I should be doing that, right? Um, so, yeah, so we built it out as phases. So you really, as a coach, as an individual, can take what you need, take as long as you need on things or as short as you need, and then move on when you're ready. Yeah. The huge thing coming back postpartum, I think, is that comparison thing and having a program to follow and a coach to work with. Like, I know when I was postpartum, like you said, like I was just trying to survive the first six weeks. My daughter did not sleep. Like I was dealing with some postpartum depression, uh, which is another thing we talk a lot about in our 12 week course. We have a therapist who comes on and, and goes through that, but it's like, there's all this pressure. My other recommendation to women who are postpartum early on is like, stay off of certain or unfollow people on social media that are going to really cause you to compare yourself to others and feel like you need to rush back into your fitness. This is a long game. Like you have the rest of your life to get back into it. I hate saying body back because you didn't lose your body. You still have an amazing body. Um, but to, you know, feel yourself again. Like a lot of us just don't feel like ourselves right away. And it just takes time. It's a journey. It's a mindset mental, um, but giving yourself that grace and their, that time, unfollow accounts that make you feel like pressured to move through a six week, get my ab back program. Like that is not, that's not it. (laughs) Like, so yeah, we're just all about like doing it at your own pace and thinking about your long-term health as opposed to just six weeks. They say I should go back and I can go back. That doesn't mean I have to. Yeah. And I think as trainers that that mindset of patience is so, so, so important to constantly be reminding your clients of, because it, you don't know when the end mark is. And I know at the end of pregnancy, it can feel like, okay, now I'm done. Now my body's my own again. 
but it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for longer than you expect, whether that's breastfeeding, whether it's depending on how the birth went, like there are a million different factors that can contribute to what your recovery looks like. Pregnancy each time can be a totally different experience, yeah. right? Especially when it comes to like modality and exercise and all that, how, how has that been part of the, the mind game of, okay, like I've done this before, like I know what's worked, what didn't work. And then boom, like baby number two or baby number three, I have to imagine it would be a, a whole nother physical experience, but maybe talk on the, the mental experience against yourself. You know, I had my first two were both born in June, <clears throat> one in 2018 and one in 2020. And I would look back at pictures from exactly, you know, two years before, when I was pregnant with my second, I was like, oh, I was a lot smaller at this month with this one, which I thought, I don't know if that was real, but it doesn't matter. Like, and I was comparing myself against myself, which every pregnancy is different. And especially this one has been way different. You know, I have, you know, two businesses that I'm running or co-running. I have two kids. I have all this stuff going on. Um, I've been a lot sicker this time. So things are just way different. And I have to remember every person is different and you have to remember that as a trainer every person is different every pregnancy is going to be different so you kind of just have to approach it that way and be okay with it you can't think well I was doing this last time so I should be doing it this time no not always <laughs> I can definitely speak from experience on that I felt like with my second I had the worst pelvic pain of my entire life because <sighs> he was just sitting real low for a long time and yeah I thinking gosh with my first I was still running and, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is awful. And I, and I did, I got into that mode of comparison of like, I should be doing this because what I was doing last time, you know, then the third one came and it was a whole different ball game there. And like you said, caring for other kids while, while you're yeah. already not sleeping and trying to quote, get your body back. Right. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Um, but I love that you three take that approach of just like, it's your individual journey and, you know, you just, it, we have to give ourselves grace. We are like <sighs> badass women with badass bodies that do some amazing things. And I think sometimes we forget that, like, yeah, what just went on inside of your body and what you just <laughs> went through was like, and then you have to just come home two days later and pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much amazing. Like it's we're, crazy. We're <laughs> it's crazy. It is absolutely yeah. crazy. I don't know. Obviously our, our listeners can't see it, but um, <laughs> just when you had said, you know, you hate the term, get your body back. I started tearing up. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Pregnancy hormones. But that is something that I would love for you guys to talk about and how maybe you've overcome it or how you've worked with clients to move past that thought process. I have been lucky enough that I went into this pregnancy with like the strongest mindset I think I've ever had in my you know 30 some odd years. And I've just found every change and like, I find it magical that I have a belly and yeah. like, you know, any other phase of life I've been like, Oh my gosh, I have a belly and fat, like, <laughs> right. But, but it's, it's that mindset. And I think that's hard if I hadn't come in with that mindset of the magic that's really happening, that it would be hard to be like, okay, I have to allow my body to change. And then on the reverse end, maybe we have a follow-up conversation and, you know, six, seven months on saying like, okay, my, my body is going to change in a whole nother set of, uh, of parameters or shapes or sizes. How, how do you approach that conversation with some women that you've worked with? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I love like the raw emotion because I totally feel that too. Like I, 
I was someone who grew up very, very conscious of like my body and my weight and um, really struggled with that. So then, yeah, when you look on, like we made a reel one time that was, it was like a bunch of Pinterest, um, like tips, fitness tips. And every single one of them was like, how to only gain a belly during pregnancy or Mm. how to get your abs back after six weeks. And like, like, this is the stuff that we're giving to women who are in this vulnerable phase. Like some of them are like, how to not gain weight during pregnancy. I'm like, that's not a thing, but (laughs) like, so I think once the, what that is why, well, first we, we do a lot of nutrition work with clients too, just so they feel like they have control over not like obviously macros or anything like that during pregnancy, but like just understanding what nutrients are doing for them, for their body during pregnancy and looking at it as fuel and nutrition. Um, and then the other half of that is mindset, right? So like, like you said, going into it, shifting your mindset to what pregnancy is like, it is this amazing thing. Um, you're having a child, you are growing a baby inside of you and looking at it that way instead of, oh, I'm gaining weight or I can't do this as well anymore. I think it's like a lot of mindset work. And I always recommend to my clients if they are really struggling with that, that they talk to someone who's a specialist, a therapist or someone of that nature so that they can enjoy their pregnancy and not be so critical of themselves both during it or coming back from it ladies, I don't know if you have anything else to add there. I'm like super passionate on this topic, so I could talk forever. But yeah, I think it's it's mindset. And it's also like all of us in the fitness space, putting out better messages to women, yeah. you know, like, slow down, take your time. This is not the time to be focused on weight loss and all, all those messages that it is okay to give yourself time. And it's okay that your body's changing, like, it's yeah. supposed to. Yeah, I think that's a huge message. Like change is okay. Yeah. Um, and I struggle with change with anything. My husband can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I love that message. Change is okay. And I, I remember I was working with a client once and she's like, I just want my body back. I just want it back. We were talking about how she still has her body. It's just different. And different is not bad. It's just different. Yeah. You know, like, she had a C-section. She's going to have that scar. That's going to be something that's different. She's going to feel, you know, disconnected from her core for a little bit until she works on it or stuff like that. And again, different is not bad. Everything that we go through in our life is going to change us in some way. And we should constantly be progressing in some way. We can't expect to just stay the same all the time or else we're not gaining any experiences. And so I think that's a big thing too, along with that is, change is okay. Being, uh, feeling, being different is okay. Yeah. I, and I remember too, when, when I was pregnant with my second, I was talking to a coach at my gym. I was just like, you know, I was having a really hard time. I don't find joy in working out anymore because it's uncomfortable (laughs) and I can't do the things that I love to do. And I don't look very good doing it, you know? And he was just like, well, maybe this is a time that you focus on other things that can give you joy too. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't done that for a while. Like I can play the piano. I don't do it very often, but you know, and so I, and so I can start looking outside of, you know, what more I look like or how I perform to like other things, other hobbies and things like that. And I, I think I'm not saying stop working out. I'm just saying like, there's other things too, that can give you that joy and that fulfillment when maybe 
you can't get it as much from working out like you used to. Alex and I like live by the mantra exercise because you love your body, not because yeah. you hate it. Yes. Yeah. And I think during pregnancy, it almost has to be driven from that place yeah. because yeah. the reality is a lot of people exercise for the aesthetic, you know, outcome. Yeah. So being able to just shift the mindset. And then even if it's the exact same exercise, clearly modified, but you can shift in perception can change that relationship you have with why you're exercising. And, and I think that's key when your body mm-hmm. is really dictating what you can and can't do. Yeah. yeah. I know we've got, I've got at least one client and I experienced it myself. It pregnancy will bring out the stuff that you don't want to see about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you find your worth, especially if you're someone who's been exercising daily or multiple times a week for um, many years, you can find your worth in that, especially if you did it competitively and you performed well, that can be what you think your worth is. So I think as trainers, especially with other women, this is exposing maybe something that was already an issue within them that just was brought to light by pregnancy of, okay, what is my worth? Is it just the fact that I can do butterfly pull-ups? Is it just the fact that I look good in a swimsuit or even for those who don't experience that, like we, we talk a lot to more high level athletes, ex CrossFitters, current CrossFitters, people who let's say perform really well in the gym. That's kind of the main clientele that we started talking to, but it's opened our eyes to also the people who maybe just got in the gym, just started losing weight. And what if they got pregnant unexpectedly? Like, does that make you feel like your progress is going backwards? Okay. Well, was your, was your entire worth in yourself put in your physical body or your performance? And if so, how do we expand that view? And it sounds like Kara, you had a coach or a friend that did that really well for you. And I bet that changed your mindset just as a woman in general. Yeah, Yeah. that was huge. It was so helpful. Yeah. I do have one question for you ladies and I get this a lot. Um, I'm also a gym owner and I get this a lot with, with ladies that come into the gym, but um, what's your advice to, to the women who maybe have just started, um, they're new in the fitness industry and, and, and they've just started a workout regimen and they find out they're pregnant. W- what do you tell them to do? Do they, do they stop? Do they continue? Do they, if they want to lose, if they still want to lose body fat, but yet they find out they're pregnant, what's kind of your general advice to them? Um, ahead, I would Carrie, say, you, yeah, Carrie, you yeah. want to start? <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would say, okay, so you find this out, you know, you'll probably find it out pretty early (laughs) because they'll want um, you to know as a gym owner, as the coach, first sitting down and talking, okay, what are your goals now? And if they don't know, maybe giving them some suggestions on things that would be healthy mentally and physically for them to work on while they're pregnant and just really finding out, you know, really what are their goals? If their goals are still, well, I want to still lose a lot of weight, maybe just talk to them depending on where they are, everyone's an individual about the realities of that or about the safety of that. Um, and then if, if, you know, if they, and then just kind of helping them shift their mindset to let's, let's focus on more of a health-based approach for now. Still keep coming to the gym if they're feeling good. Tell them, you know, if you feel like crap for these first, this first trimester, you don't have to force yourself mm-hmm. to come in. Like, I'll be here to support you if you want to be here and just move and just stick with the habit. Maybe that's your goal for your first semester. Uh, your I keep saying semester. <laughs> your, first, <laughs> your first trimester. 
you know, if that's their goal, then support them in that and just be like, good job. You know, you're here today. We're just going to move. We're just going to focus on this habit of being in the gym. And then, yeah, you can still work with them on your, their goals, just trying to guide them in a way that has a more long-term approach, maybe than just the weight loss, or they, they joined the gym because they wanted to learn how to do, you know, whatever, just helping them to shift their mindset a little bit. And I found that just the habit too of coming, you know, obviously towards the end of pregnancy, when you're really uncomfortable and you're really big, I remember going to a group training session thinking, I don't think I can do any of these 10 exercises (laughs) that are laid out. Yeah. But at each exercise, I'm just going to move and do something. And I remember leaving and thinking, gosh, I feel so good. I didn't do anything that anybody else was doing today. (laughs) Yeah. Which is fine. It was better than what I would have done on my own. And I just feel good. I I definitely agreed. I think the habit, like you said, of just creating that habit of coming and just producing those endorphins in whatever way that is. Even just just socially. Yeah. Being on track definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. I think that's also where a coach becomes really valuable too. So someone who's new to fitness, like, and doesn't necessarily know what they should be doing, like highly recommend that you find a coach who is experienced in pregnancy and postpartum fitness so they can guide that person through the journey and make sure they know, like, like you just said, it's okay to just come in and move, or maybe this is what we should be doing in that workout that you see on the board today and all those types of things. So now Alexa and I also need a Kara and a Betsy and a Jess <laughs> to come into our gyms. <laughs> We're but trying to make more of them. We're yeah. I love it. So how can uh, trainers work with you all to expand their knowledge on the subject? Yeah. So we have developed a 12 week course for trainers. We do seminars as well, which you'll see pop up here and there, but our main bread and butter for trainers is this professional development course. And it is, should be coming out. We actually had a lot of feedback. It was originally going to be live and led by us. We had a lot of feedback that people would love to still interact with us, but be able to kind of do it more Uh, when they could throughout the week. So it is a 12 week course. You will be able to do it kind of on your own pace, but there still will be a timeline so that we can make sure people are accountable to finishing the course. And then they will work with us as mentors um, throughout the course, weekly calls. They'll also work with other people who are going through the program as well. Um, we've just found that self-led courses, sometimes you buy them and you never get through them. So we wanted to make a course that there was a lot more accountability to accountability to get through it, um, and actually utilize that knowledge. So that is the main way that trainers can start working with us. Um, so make sure you're following us step one, and you'll see when that program is coming out. And then we also, like Kara was mentioning, have programs for moms coming out as well in the very near future. And how can people follow you or continue this conversation with you? Yeah. So main place we post is on Instagram. We are the mint project and project is spelled without vowels. So it's P-R-J-C-T. Perfect. Well, we are so appreciative of all of the knowledge that you brought to today's podcast and just for spreading a message that I think has been missed for quite some time in our industry. So very much go hug your babies and we will hopefully talk soon. Thank you.